Hello again, this is Sherry at the Intentional Home Podcast. I'm so excited to have you with me again today as we look at another psalm from the Bible. The one I'm going to look at today, you know, we probably all have some that are our favorites and some that maybe we haven't read as much or haven't studied as much, but the one I'm going to look at this morning is one that I kind of came across this morning um, as I was reading and the Lord really spoke to me and I am really excited to share with you some of my thoughts of uh, what this psalm is, is speaking to me about and hopefully it will be a source of encouragement to you. Again, we've been uh, going through in the podcast, just picking out some favorite psalms. I will read it aloud and then just kind of go through some of the verses that pop out to me and, and what the Lord's showing me. If you want to listen to the previous ones that I have done, you can always go to my podcast page on my website, uh, sherrygram.com slash podcast, and you can find a podcast player on there with all of my previous podcasts. You can subscribe as well in a podcast player if you want to do that uh, so that you're notified whenever a new podcast comes out. But I'm really excited about going through uh, these psalms. The psalms have always been a good source of encouragement and and also a source of challenge uh, to me spiritually. I think sometimes when I am down and discouraged is when I tend to go to the Psalms. And I don't know about you, but the times that we're living in, it's real easy right now to be down and discouraged. So my hope that this series will be an encouragement to you. It will be a challenge to you to remember who our God is and what a mighty God that we do serve. So the Psalm that I'm going to look at today is Psalm 40. And I'm just going to read it. To the choir master, a psalm of David. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction, out of the miry bog, and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after a lie. You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts toward us. None can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell of them, yet they are more than can be told. In sacrifice and offering you have not delighted, but you have given me an open ear. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. Then I said, Behold, I have come. In the scroll of the book it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. I have told the glad news of deliverance in the great congregation. Behold, I have not restrained my lips, as you know, O Lord. I have not hidden your deliverance within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your steadfast love and your faithfulness from the great congregation. As for you, O Lord, you will not restrain your mercy from me. Your steadfast love and your faithfulness will ever preserve me. For evils have encompassed me beyond number. My iniquities have overtaken me. 
and I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head. My heart fails me. But be pleased, O God, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let those be put to shame and disappointed altogether who seek to snatch away my life. Let those be turned back and brought to dishonor who delight in my hurt. Let those be appalled because of their shame who say to me, Aha, aha. But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation say continually, Great is the Lord. As for me, I am poor and needy, but the Lord takes thought for me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, O my God. There's so much here that I want to unpack. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a great theologian and I don't know for sure what all David is going through as he wrote this psalm. But just as it's kind of an overview, what it what it looks like to me in the first part of the of the psalm is it looks like it's a testimony of how he waited on the Lord patiently. God listened to him and heard his cry. He drew him up out of the pit of destruction, out of the miry bog. He set his feet upon a rock. He made his steps secure. He put a new song in his mouth, a song of praise to God. And then because of all of that, many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. It's almost like he's giving a testimony of what God has done for him. And then he goes in to talking about how uh, blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who doesn't turn aside to the proud and to those who go astray after lies. And so he, he talks about that, how, how blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. And then he kind of goes through what he has been doing and what he has not been doing. Um, and maybe I'll just stop there and we'll just, I want to unpack some more of this stuff. So verse four then is where it talks about blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust. I think in, in the times that we're living in today, there's never... I mean, it's always the most important thing, of course, but there's a temptation today to be led astray. Uh, there is so much in this world, uh, in the news, in articles, on social media, there's so much stuff out there that it could be really easy to be led astray by lies, to be looking towards people to be our salvation and the ones who will come to our rescue. And we, we fail to realize that it is the Lord, it's, it's Jesus Christ, it's the Lord our God that we need to be putting our, our full hope and trust in. So that verse kind of really stuck out to me. Um, and then it goes into a section here where it's talking about what, what David is doing and what he isn't doing. Uh, starting in, let's see, verse verse 8, I guess, he talks about that he delights to do your will. He delights to do God's will. He told the glad news of deliverance to the congregation. He has not restrained his lips. He's hidden um, God's deliverance within his heart, or he's not hidden God's deliverance in his heart, 
but he's spoken of God's faithfulness and his salvation. He has not concealed God's steadfast love and his faithfulness. And so these verses right here, verses 8 through 10, to me, those verses are kind of the challenge that I'm pulling out of this psalm, that this is what we are to do, you know, in the midst of trials and hard times, that we need to delight to do God's will. We need to be telling others about God's salvation of his deliverance. We need to tell others about his faithfulness and his steadfast love. And um, so he goes on, he's talking about all of this that he's doing. And then he kind of turns and says, and says that God, that God will not restrain his mercy, his love from me. God's steadfast love and faithfulness will preserve me. And so it's, uh, it's, it's not only that, you know, it's true that, that they say you can't share what you don't have. And this is a good example of how David knows, he knows in his heart that God will not restrain his love, his steadfast love and faithfulness from him. And therefore, because of that, because he knows and he is grounded in his uh, belief and trust in God, that he can not restrain his lips. He has to tell others of the deliverance that God has given him, tell others of God's faithfulness and his salvation, that uh, it's like he cannot refuse, refrain from doing that. And then in verse 12, he kind of goes into a section here where it looks like, you know, the first part of the psalm, it looks like it's a kind of a, a God, a testimony of God's faithfulness and steadfast love for him and how all that he has done, you know, the praises on his lips, um, God's wondrous deeds are so great that nothing can compare with him. There's more than he can even tell. And, and then he goes into verse 12, where he's talking about, uh, evils encompassing him, uh, even um, his heart fails me. There's, uh, he's crying out to God to deliver him. And then in verse 14 and 15, he kind of talks about praying to God that God would put to shame and disappoint those who seek to snatch away his life. Let those, let, let him be turned back and brought to dishonor who delight in my hurt. And, you know, there's probably many of us who have experienced some point of, of persecution, some aspect of persecution in, in these past days. It seems like as our culture becomes less and less godly and less and less uh, based on, on godly principles, that when you continue to stand up and speak out about the truth from scripture, as you speak out about God's uh, principles and his plan and his best, uh, his best plan for us, that that goes against the culture and therefore you will be persecuted. 
And it's these verses were kind of an encouragement to me that that it's okay for us to be praying for those that oppose us to be put to shame. We want them, we want the evil to be suppressed. We want those that are are coming against us to be dishonored and and it's okay to pray that way. I think sometimes we we just want to pray for God to deliver us and we don't pray for for Satan to be um to be suppressed and for his uh for his work in people's lives to be suppressed. And so I think it's just a good encouragement to us that it's okay to cry out to God to deliver us and and to pray for those that come against us, to pray that that evil would be suppressed, that evil would be opposed and turned away. And, and then verse 16, again, another just really encouragement. May all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation say continually, great is the Lord. And that, you know, in the midst, I mean, you look at these verses that David is 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 saying here, and it, it seems like he is in a pretty dark and heavy place, and he's crying out to God for help. And yet, he says, if you seek God, you know, those who seek him, they need to rejoice and be glad and say continually, great is the Lord. And then in verse 17, he closes acknowledging that he is poor and needy and probably feeling very unworthy of of God's love and redemption. And yet he says, but the Lord takes thought for me. Again, he is grounded in his belief that God will not uh, keep his steadfast love and mercy from him. So the Lord takes thought for me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay. Oh, my God. So David is just continually, even though he is in a dark place, he's praying for the, the defeat of his enemies, praying for, for God to intervene, and yet at the same time saying, those who seek him, we need to rejoice and be glad because great is our Lord and acknowledging that we need him and that he is our help and our deliverer. So I hope there, there's so much in this and I probably could talk a lot more, but I think I want to go back to the verses 8 through 10. Again, those that section really stuck out to me and I think it's easy sometimes when you're in those periods of of darkness and trials and hard times, it's easy to want to just kind of wallow in our, our pity, uh, praying for God to deliver us, uh, complaining maybe about our station and what is going on and our circumstances that we're dealing with, and we fail to delight in God, delight in doing his will, and not restraining our lips to tell the glad news of 
God's deliverance to speak of his faithfulness and his salvation and his steadfast love and faithfulness to us. So I guess as I close, I just want to leave that with you as a challenge to, yes, we need to oppose evil. Yes, we need to speak the truth. Yes, we need to um, to cry out to God for help. He is our only hope. And it's not wrong to cry out to him for help and to uh, to pray for our, our, our enemies to be defeated. But at the same time, we, we shouldn't neglect, ref, uh, we should not refrain and, and silence our lips. We should be speaking about God's deliverance and his faithfulness and steadfast love. So think about that, you know, when you're sharing things, when you're talking to people, when you're, uh, you know, sharing things on social media, whatever. Yes, we need to expose the truth. We need to, to, to help people to realize that the, the evil that is out there, the spiritual battle that we are in. But let's use those opportunities to also share God's steadfast love and faithfulness and the salvation and the hope that people can have in him and realizing that he is the one that's going to be uh, the one that's in, ultimately in control. He is in control and he's the one that is going to be our only hope and our salvation. So I hope you've enjoyed that Psalm. Psalm 40 again is just, um, it's titled my help and my deliverer. And that's, that's kind of sums it all up. God is our only hope and he is the only one that will be able to deliver us from our circumstances and, and what we are in. And thankfully, you know, the things that we go through here on this earth, God doesn't always do things the way we want. But when it talks about God being our deliverer, it's not always deliverance here on earth that God is our ultimate deliverer because he delivers us from sin and sets us in a holy place with God and offers that um, salvation. And so I just want to encourage you today and um, speak about these things, speak about God's faithfulness, speak about his steadfast love for you. Let others know the hope that they can have in him even in the midst of really hard times and trials and when you don't see God or don't feel like God is working, testify of his faithfulness. And then in uh, the encouragement, I guess, that we have too is the first few verses of that psalm where it talks about that God does hear our cry and he will draw us up from that pit and he'll set your feet upon a rock, which we know that rock is Jesus Christ. He'll make our steps secure. He'll put a new song in our mouth, a song of praise to our God. And the ultimate desire of our hearts is that in all that we do, in all that we do, in the crying out to God, in the proclaiming of his faithfulness and his righteousness and his holiness, in the proclaiming of the deliverance that God can bring us in all that we do, our prayer should be that many will see, will see God in our lives. Many will see and fear and then put their trust in the Lord. 
So I want to encourage you today, take some of these um, thoughts, sit down with your Bible, read through Psalm 40 yourself, allow the Lord to show you areas that maybe you need to work on, that you need to focus on. And I just pray that it will be an encouragement and a challenge to you today. Again, thank you for joining me on the podcast. And if you want to go back through and listen to previous podcasts, like I said before, you can go to my podcast page on my website, sherrygram.com forward slash podcast. And you'll see there uh, a podcast player that you can click on different podcasts and listen to them, or just search for Intentional Home Podcast in any podcast player and it should pop up and you can find me there. So thank you for joining me. I hope you have a blessed day and we'll talk to you again next time.